Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. What's up? It's Kaylee Cuoco. When it comes to travel, we all have a happy place. I just went to my happy place. I just went to Maui, and it was truly amazing. Priceline has always been about getting you to your happy place for a happy price with deals you really can't find anywhere else, like up to 60% off select hotels in Costa Rica or five-star hotels for two-star prices in Cabo. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Coming up on TMS, Tower Defense, your thermostat. All your memes are belong to us. Rent the Covermobile. Don't get too excited. It's full of white people. Free roaming Kit Kats. Hibbit gets the square. You must construct additional compressors. Love the book. One star. Touch your flesh or it didn't happen. I got to a million views and I still have to poop. Take a Turo to get a Euro. Spaghetti flossing, also bad up close. Every dog looks sad in their stupid cone. Lip control with Amy. America's next stop podcaster with Wendy and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. Yeah, hey everybody, it's Richard Hatch from Battlestar Galactica. Classic and reimagined. And you're listening to The Morning Stream. Oh, gut you bullied up brisket. This is the morning stream asking, do dogs have brains? Because I really want to know. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to TMS. It's Thursday, February 16th, 2023. I'm Scott Johnson. That's Brian Abbott. Hi, Brian. Here in Center Square, it's Brian Ebbett. Yeah, we were... Look, if you're a patron, you would have heard us talk a bunch about Hollywood Squares and what it would take to make a new one. And don't you wish you could be in, in that, that conversation? So be a patron. I do. And you yeah. can be in there and you can talk and you can hear us talk about that. It's exciting See, stuff. Make yeah. it happen with all frog pants stars. How fun would that be? Oh my gosh, imagine. Just imagine. Yes. Uh, anyway, hey, it's nice to see you all. Hope you're all well. I yes, yesterday I kind of made a not an error, but I, you know, people wanted an update on Rainer's condition, mm-hmm. and um, I did it in the pre-show, so a lot of people didn't hear about what was going on. She was in surgery when we did the show yesterday, so that had started around eight, and then uh, okay. or nine, I guess. Anyway, uh, she got home late afternoon, about 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Here's a picture, a uh, chat room of her current uh, state. She's all shaved up on the leg where the tumor was, and she looks very sad in her stupid cone. Um, <laughs> anyway, she uh, kind of whined all night, did not have the best night's sleep. Uh, she's, sure. in, she's in some pain. She's on these meds that will help with that and stuff, but she just hates the cone, and she can't stand being you know, trapped like this a little bit. 
Um, but she's okay. And the good news is um, the blood work came back and showed no spread of cancer to the blood, which is common good. with this kind of cancer. And that mm-hmm. didn't happen. And also, they think it was isolated to the tumor. They sent the tumor to the lab for uh, to double check and just make sure. I don't know what it actually tells them, but they'll tell us today or tomorrow what that means. Um, and her uh, her panel came back clean. What else was there? They did. Oh no, no thyroid stuff. Like they had a few other fears that they thought were tied to this. Okay. And so far, it looks like it might just be the tumor, and we're done. Wow. So. That'd that, be amazing if they get, basically, if they get good margins, then that's the that's the deal, right? Like if they get good margins around the tumor and they can see that that yeah. there's non non cancerous cells around, um, in the in the plus four uh, pixel padding around the tumor, <laughs> then, uh, the bleed area is that what we're talking the bleed, about the bleed exactly. Yeah. Yes. Like you know, we talk, let's let's we could do this as HTML, we could do it as CSS, sure. we could do it as print. We we know the colors that we painted. Yeah, <laughs> give, give me your CYMK, we'll get it all taken care of at the end. <laughs> exactly. um, but yeah, she's good, and I and, and other than her being just kind of sad and miserable from it, she's um, you know, she's in good shape. So anyway, yeah, thanks everybody yeah. for all your nice thoughts. It was very. Very expensive. Yeah, I'm sure that kind of stuff is uh, ain't cheap. Ugh. I feel like I, I don't know. Maybe I need a lift now. It's time to lift. <laughs> it I'll send a... you my. Uh, I'll send you my uh, my details. You can. I'll, I'll refer you. I'll do actually, a referral. Yeah. Yeah, I'm actually because um, because I went for so long without a car, and I figured out like you know, oh, you know, there's so much stuff that that I walk to and that I can get away with, and I've actually been looking at Turo, which is um a uh, like basically you become a rental car company right oh, so you okay. you rent out your car to people coming to town um, oh I, they actually take the car like a, like an airbnb but a car exactly it's like airbnb with cars and uh, i gave a guy a lift the other day and uh, uh he basically picked him up from the airport and all he was carrying was the the thing you put in the back of the car that you pull over to create shade, I, I guess just call it a, a cargo shade cover thing, whatever. Sure, sure. No. And I said, boy, you travel you, you travel light. <laughs> a little joke. And he's like, oh, yeah. No, I just dropped off a car for a, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I do Turo, and I dropped off a car for a, a client or customer, and now you're just giving me a ride back to my house. And uh, and the whole ride we're talking about, like he's, he's explaining, he started out with one car, his own car, mm-hmm. because he worked from home and he yeah. didn't use the car as much anymore. And the money he made on that, he now has three Teslas that he rents out and a like a Dodge Charger or something like that. Wow. And, he's turned and it he into started, a little uh, He started business. doing it in freaking October, and he's already started making enough to do that. That's wild to me. Yes. I guess if you don't... If you go all in like that, then it makes sense. Like if yeah. if it's your only car, and you, you know, I mean, there's some there's some risks there, right? But yeah. if you but yeah. if you have a plan like that, psh. you have a plan. And what's cool about it is, like you know, you get you basically put your car up there, and then somebody says, "Oh, I'd like to rent your car. Yeah, here are the dates, and you you get to approve or or deny it before they complete the purchase. So basically, it's you're you're saying, "Oh, you know, it turns out I actually might need it uh, Wednesday." So I'm going to say no, sorry, or whatever. So you're, you know, it's not like it's they're going to rent it out from underneath you and like, oh crap, now I need a car to get to do blah blah blah. Right, you got to schedule um, it or whatever. So, so do yeah. you? Okay, so 
you have to take it to them. It sounds like the the guy had to take the car. Not to always. Them. Like you, okay. you, there's. I've looked. This is so. This is crazy. So he does that. Well, basically, they pay to have him do that, right? So right. if you want to rent the car, uh, great. It's this amount, but then you have to get from the airport to my house. Now, for one hundred and twenty dollars, I'll deliver it to the airport so that it's waiting for you when you arrive. Oh, and okay. Uh, and for me, that's a really easy light rail ride because i can i can drive the car out there turn the keys over and then take the light rail back to you know two miles from my house basically so how does it work with insurance and stuff is that a, like a weird um they, they actually toro actually does the insurance and like it's some ridiculous seven hundred fifty thousand dollar coverage for oh my you gosh. know and they only take between 15 and 20 percent 25 percent of your of what you rent it for this is kind of rad. I like this. It is really rad. I know. I'm almost mm. afraid to tell people because it's like, wait, I want to get in on this before a lot of people do it. But uh, so here's the funny thing. If I get this thing going, yeah. people come to Colorado. We get I get messages from folks who are like, hey, I'm coming to Colorado. What uh, uh, what what kinds of things should I you know check out restaurant-wise or Red Rocks or that sort of thing? Sure. Now they can actually rent the Covermobile. <laughs> yeah, you can rent Brian's car to go see all that right. stuff. Red Brian's car uh, comes complete with a USB stick in the uh, in the auxiliary slot, uh, full of covers. Yeah, listen to. and he'll come by, and you know you'll see him because he'll del- if <laughs> if you pay the amount to have it delivered, you'll have him there. Exactly. Yes. Oh it's like, uh, man. We'll have a we'll have a well. We won't have a drink because I don't want you to drink before you drive my no, car. No. No. Only Brian gets to do that. You guys. Exactly. Because I'm taking the light rail, people. So I get to drink. I get you could have a nice iced tea, but I'll pay for it. <laughs> That's great. That's actually very. <laughs> I didn't know about these guys. This Turo thing's new to me. That's cool. It's really cool because it came up like a lot. A lot of cars, uh, rental car places were massively expensive during the pandemic. Yeah. Um, car car demand was high. Uh, Car, uh, rental car companies had to sell off their stock, so the the cars that they did keep went, you know, two hundred dollars a day rental. Yeah, and so the the uh, the ride share model just kind of extended over into rental cars, and like kind of worked. That's kind of cool. Well. That must yeah. make you know Hertz and everybody a little nervous it could disrupt their business the way that uh, taxi stuff got yeah. disrupted by Lyft yeah. and Uber. Yeah, for sure, and. If you're if you're saying you know I kind of want a um, a Tesla but I don't want to go to a dealership and have to deal with all that stuff I know I'll just rent a Tesla for a day from somebody on Turo yeah and then I can try it and see how what I think about it and yeah, yeah. you got plans anyway uh, you're gonna rent something anyway right. why not rent that then you've had a test drive and a good time and a good price like exactly yeah I assume that's the other thing I assume the prices are comparable at least or less than it would cost you to get a hertz or a freaking way way less like um avis or whatever uh yeah like the when i was doing some comparisons the somebody else has a, a kia soul um uh not as decked out as mine mm. on there for 60 bucks a day not including unlimited miles i mean you know there's so many things that get tacked onto that uh so 60 bucks a day and right now to get a comparable car again you're going to get something that's a lot newer model newer newer year yeah um is uh 80 to 100 dollars a day still on on like avis and hertz and stuff like that okay so, so comparable or at the very least you com- should have that on your list to check out a lot yeah. cheaper yeah. yeah depends i guess where you're going and they're probably uh i can go any state and do this probably yeah yeah, yeah. okay 
That's ni- that's interesting. I'm going to tell really Kim about cool, it. Yeah, yeah. We, I was thinking about it uh, for Vegas, uh, uh, not this trip, but um, a couple trips ago, and and then also in Anaheim because it's like, oh, this actually might be cheaper than yeah. than actually taking a lift from the airport, which seems like it's really close, but is so far away yeah. <laughs> from from downtown Anaheim. Freaking sprawl in California is real, man. It's it real. really is. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. It's not my favorite anyway, thing in the so, world. Well, anyway, that's cool. I had no idea that was a thing. Yeah. Very rad. Yeah. Uh, all right, you yes. guys. I got a I got a call to play from a listener. Yeah, let's hear it. This is not some AI fake call. All right, this is real. It's an actual person. <laughs> sure. I'm, in, <laughs> I'm, I'm questioning everything. I, have <laughs> I know. I feel like we've set everybody up yesterday to always question where this audio is coming from, but I promise you, this is just a regular old ass call uh, at a regular old ass number, which is eight zero one four seven one zero four six two. And uh, this was sent in uh, talking about numbers and stuff. So here you go. Hey, Scott and Brian. It's Luke from Boulder calling for TMS. And I just wanted to let you know that I listen to a few podcasts that have like calls in lines. And I've been known to leave a voicemail or two like I'm doing right now. But the funny thing is that somehow your default sign-off has leaking in my brain. And I've been signing off these other messages that I leave for other podcasts with the phrase, love the show, though. And that doesn't make any sense for but my brain just goes there. So thank you, and you're welcome. Love the show, though. That's awesome, dude. Oh, it's great, because I can imagine like somebody, you know, one of these other podcasts that doesn't know that phrase, be like, what a jerk. Love the show, though. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know what this tells me? That tells me we are dominant in his mind, and that's what matters yes, here. That is what matters. Yes, exactly. We don't thank mind you. that you have other shows to listen to. We don't mind that podcasting is a, is a thick field of competition, and, and a lot of people yeah. are vying for your ear time, but we like that our stupid memes are foremost in your mind. For sure. Yes. So please, more of that. Um, we also got one here about uh, oh heating and cooling. This is a, this okay. a good one. All Check right. this out. Hey, this is uh, Jeff Ronenberg, formerly from Colorado, now from Vegas for like the third time. <laughs> it's kind of a long story, but anyway, this, um, I was just listening to your guys' tangent after the dad who had the thermos tat wrote in, which, oh, yeah. by the way, what a way to commit to the bit, right? Like, I thought I was pretty good at dad jokes, but like literally tattooing the dad joke on your body, like. Mad respect. Uh, sorry, yeah, um, ADHD is real. Anyway, so you guys went on a tangent talking about how, like, you set the thermostat to 72 versus 80, and it just has to maintain once it gets there, right? And that's, like, kind of true, right? Like, pulling the energy out of your house one degree is usually the same 72 versus 80, because, I mean, disregarding thermal efficiency. Uh, anyway, so, um, but the thing is, like, Second rule of thermodynamics, right? Heat always goes from hot into cold. So if you've got like a window open and the, the cold air doesn't go out, right? Hot air comes in. So if you kind of think about like hot air as being like the Zerg, right? And you think out like a bunch of Zerglings rushing your base. But the good news is that you're a smart Protoss player. So you put a bunch of photon cannons in there. It's kind of like your AC. Well, the more Zerglings are coming in, right? Those photon cannons got to shoot a lot to protect your base. So if you think about ton of energy coming in means your ac has to run more often right the cycles are happen more often whereas if there's only like trickling of zerglings coming in then your photon cannons barely have to shoot at all which is kind of like running less often so the time to go down one degree is about the same but the number of times in a day it has to do that goes up the hotter it is outside anyway I, sorry guys it does kind of a crazy analogy i know scott lake's analogies so maybe that's useful or not i don't know but um yeah i heard it and the dude could not abide and there you go cheers 
All right, that's awesome. <laughs> I love it, and it's Ooh. a fun, it's a fine analogy. Look, more zerg means uh, more power means you got to shoot more. I totally get it. I get it. Yeah, yeah. Way way easier to just uh, it, you know it makes perfect sense. Way easier to to uh, tower defense a little trickle of enemies than a uh, than a big mad rush. We've yeah. all seen that yeah. Facebook yeah. <laughs> advertisement <laughs> of the war game that none of us are ever going to download because of the microtransactions. But we know how it works. No, we know exactly what's up there. Uh, yeah. No, that's cool. I, I hadn't really thought of it that way. So basically, it both proves and disproves my point about whether it's 80 or 72, it doesn't matter. There's issues of efficiency and also the rate at which heat is trying to penetrate your home later in the afternoon at higher temperatures than it would at lower temperatures. So maybe Kim's got a point. I don't know. I don't like to concede, but we'll we'll I'll, I'll look further. <laughs> All right, concede concession. Yeah. Not no concession yet. Give me time on this. Give me time. But uh, yeah, no. I want uh, I want to have a drink with that guy in Vegas, and after I've had at least one drink with him, then he can tell me the long story of why he's in Vegas and not Colorado. Cause, yeah, uh, and multiple times or whatever he was saying, some kind of weird. Right, multiple times. Yeah, but, but I, would... I need I need one drink in me first, but then I want to I want to hear why why you're in Vegas because I'm sure he's got to be coming to TMS Vegas if he lives there. I hope so. He didn't say, but There's I really no reason, hope so. No reason not. Like we're there. We are in your in your base. We have uh, yeah. <laughs> infiltrated your base. Yeah, the the Zerg is, have have overtaken your command center. What are you going That's to right. do now? Right. Uh, I'm speak- having dinner, by the way, with Bernadette tonight. So um, oh. Bernadette from the Plaza. So lovely. If you have any questions for me to ask her, please let me know. I already have like a list of like, all right, what about this? How how about this? Can we do this? What about this? So yeah, yeah. yeah. And she'll she's always good, so we'll find out. That's right. Don't but don't don't ask me to ask her for more stuff. No, <laughs> no. Personal uh, hot tubs in every room. Not going to happen. Okay. That's right. Can we get a rooftop bar uh, just for us? For <laughs> you guys, I'm so excited about the swag. I just got proofs back for part of it. I don't want to oh, give away what it is cool. yet, but man, it's going to be good this year. The stuff I've seen you show me already, I'm excited about. I know. I'll show you that. Yeah. I've got a proof for a thing today that's, you have to do a little visualization to see how it would finally look because of what it is, but you'll you'll get it because you've done this before. You'll you'll understand. Yeah. I'll oh, yeah. Uh, all right. We're going to do this now. Lots of food. Yeah. We're going to do a foodie thing that we haven't done in a very long time. In our hands, we have a, a wee box of uh, Kit Kats, fancy ones, sent to us by Box, September, yeah. our, uh, one of our favorite months, September, uh, and people. <laughs> and uh, these are mysteries because they're super Japanese and have no um, English indication whatsoever. Nope. On nope. These. Um, now, the green one, at least I know I've had before, um, and I know this flavor, so we could do that one first, but I don't know if you remember what this flavor is. So, but so I'm excited about this, the brown this one, the right? This, this, we have the, so we have the exact same ones? We do. Okay. Yes. All right. Let's do yep. the green one first then. So you've had okay. this before. It's familiar to me because this good job thumbs up thing on the back is familiar. Yeah. Well, they all have that. It's like, oh, congratulations. You've opened the package kind of thing. It's funny. It's got Facebook, Twitter, and uh, Instagram logos. And then I spell, I assume that those Japanese characters are the account they're on. So it's a Japanese account for those services. But anyway. Um, might be or might just be, you know, find us on we're just called Kit Kat. Yeah, we're just Kit Kat. Social media. <laughs> yeah. That's a good point. I bet they are. Yeah. At least they try like, to be. Somewhere else, somewhere they had to be Kit Kat 21 or something because someone took it. But Yeah. All right, here we go. Oh, these are green than I remember. These Ooh. are very green. So I'm yeah. guessing this is on a matcha business. I can only taste these because I'm not supposed to eat sugar. Oh, so you're going to taste it and spit it out? No, I'll, ta- I'll just take a little 
corner of it. I just won't finish okay. it. Maybe yeah, there's two in the thing, so. All right, here we go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's like matcha, right? Totally matcha. You met your matcha. I met my... <laughs> that time I met your matcha. Mm. <laughs> oh, it's I not bad. Matcha. Aren't they doing a new series about the dad or something? Already did it. Oh, was that done? I don't know if it's done, but it was... Um, the first season already came out, and... Woo! That is I didn't matcha. hear enough good things about it to... to to decide to watch it did uh the only actor came back was um uh punky brute not punky brewster what's his name (laughs) you think it was name uh daniel patrick patrick daniel oh oh, neil patrick Patrick harris Harris. yeah he came back right doogie doogie brewster doogie brewster yeah (laughs) doogie old doogie brewster i used to love that show okay so then this other one looks uh, like a cream uh creamy thing yeah and i I, so september sent me a picture of the bag and i see the picture that's on there and so i'm very curious about what this is going to taste like yeah, I'm gonna guess. Look at you! Did you like cut your thing open with scissors? Look at you! And that way you. It's very it. precision, right? It is. It's it, like a almost like a commercial, but it just like kind of surgical. Happened. Yeah, it's so that you can just have a bite, push it back into its little bag. Yeah, like a little cigarette box, you know. Yeah. So there's uh, the. Let's see yours. Hold on. So Brian's got the full unit. There it is. Yeah, I'm eating the full unit. Yep, the full unit. I'm He's gonna got save the other the one in, in the bag for Tina, probably. I'm smelling it. I'm getting a white chocolate vibe, but that doesn't mean anything with these. Hmm. Okay, I don't know what to call that. It's what? a very subtle flavor. Very, very light flavor. Yeah. Not very sweet. And um, yeah, what is that? So, based on the bag... Yeah. Wow, it is... Uh, it, like, I'm not getting at all what this is. They're wheat crackers. Like, um, really? Not like Ritz, but like circular. Yeah, I can probably copy this image and paste it in our chat. Well, now that you say that, I am getting kind of a kind of, kind of a yeah. little wheat, uh, like a whole wheat kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. Huh? Yeah, I should mm, like that a, one. That one's good. Uploading a twenty-nine point five megabyte file for you to look at. Yeah, like Britain, Britain crackers. Um, Breton, are those a thing? I don't know what that is. Yeah. Oh, Breton, oh, oh, I do know what those are. Yes, that totally. Yeah. Like somebody slipped that inside of some white chocolate or something. Yeah, it's very, but it's a very subtle flavor, and I still get more sweetness than anything else. I I was expecting a savory cracker or a savory Kit Kat based on the um. Oh, that's hundred percent. These are the crackers I was thinking of too. This is hundred percent what yeah. I thought it was. Yeah, it's a big file. Um, it is, yeah. It's <laughs> uh, the nice thing about being a, what do they call it, nitro user? They let you up. Yes, huge no, there's no way. Yeah, I'd have to like, oh, let me open this up in Photoshop and save a JPEG. Yeah. It's 100, 200 pixels wide. It's so funny how I'm perfectly willing to spend 10 bucks on a, on all these boosts and quirks for uh, Discord, and I'm, I yeah. refuse to spend 8 bucks on Twitter. I will never do it. <laughs> I'll never do it. He's yeah. never getting it from I, me. I am so 100% with you. I have no... I, I there's I need to make no apology for that for feeling like that. Well, first I, of all, there's nothing there's no benefits in there currently that I need or want. Yeah, that's number yeah. one. So you're not giving me value for the dollar, and the value is definitely not retaining a blue check mark that I had to pay for. Right. So that's yeah. just that's yeah. all stupid. You gotta have yeah. you gotta have a reason there, musky boy. 
Um, <laughs> all right. Well, well that's thank you, great. September. These are awesome. Yeah, these are great. Um, I will save the rest of them for the boy I blamed for taking them who didn't actually take them. Uh, yes. And I will apologize to him in advance and say, Nick, I, I, I besmirched you before I knew the truth. <laughs> it just did seem like something. If I was going to have it out, he might do that. Yeah. You know? Because he's sure he likes the chocolate, and he would have said, "Oh, these are just loose and laying here." And and Kim Kim runs a generous house where everything is. Hey, do you need something right. here? Here, take it. That's how we do it. I mean, I so, feel like we're I feel like we're like that for for Tristan, but I'd still still like. Hold on, check check with me before you just eat the. If there's something that's one of kind, if there's a bowl full of these, Tristan will come in. He'll help him exactly. Help himself exactly. I, I you're absolutely right. So so had he done it. <laughs> there were, I would have had words since I just blamed him without any evidence. Now I'm the one that I, I kind of have to work on. But uh, <laughs> but anyway, Kit Kats and September, they go together like like a great month and some chocolate. So thank you, For uh, sure. September. That was very nice of you. All right. We are going to. Uh, oh, we got to hurry, too, because we don't have yeah, a ton we of got, time. Uh, Amy here. Yeah, let's get Amy in here. <clears throat> we're going to do a little read this for uh, for, th- for your Thursday. And then uh, maybe some news time, and then we got Wendy later. It's a lot. It's a lot we got today. So let's uh, get to it here by playing this. Well, if you've missed her like we have, because we didn't have a show last Thursday, then you'll be happy to know that Amy's back. Amy, a.k.a. Red Fraggle, here to talk about books and why you should read them. Amy, welcome back. Oh, good morning, friends. How is everybody this morning? Good. Is that horrible cold gone? Are you done? (laughs) Uh, I mean, the dregs of it are still hanging on. I still sounded like this when I first got up this morning, you know. So. I'm sorry, but you know, you get a get a good shot of Flonies up in there. Oh yeah, mm. blow your nose, you feel a better. Little, yeah, a little snoot in the toot. Yeah, the Flonies. Yeah. Flonies, the yep. one they say you shouldn't do too often because it's uh, you're you're you become not addicted, but you become dependent or something. Or your nose. Yes, will... yeah, that's what I, I actually learned that from Dan um, when he talked about it on the show a while back ago that's right um and yeah i don't i don't use flonase every day i used to um because i live with dogs and i'm actually allergic to them but i love mm. them so much so well i think I'm the like, clarification okay. the clarification was interesting because my assumption when he said that was oh well are there junkies just sitting around horking flonase somehow <laughs> and he's like no the way it works is they the dependence is your systems of like the way your nose behaves We'll get used mm-hmm. to having that stuff in there, and then we'll start reacting differently. It's kind of like um, if you soak in water every day, and then suddenly we're put in a desert for a month, your mm-hmm. skin would have yeah. a hard time. Well, the best the adjusting. best comparison is if you take uh, like to go to bed, you take those oh, what is it, melatonin yeah. every night. Your body stops producing it naturally, and so you you know basically you're you're turning off your body's ability. You depend on it. Basically, oh right, because your body's like, oh, you're making it. I don't need to. Okay, right, exactly. I'll go yeah. spend my time uh, preparing terrible dreams or whatever it does when it's not making uh, yep. that amazing. Yeah. Says that Flonase is fine. It's not the one. <clears throat> it's not like Afrin. Afrin is the bad one. That's Flonase. Flonase is the oh, maybe Flonase is just the because the saline ones are good. Maybe Flonase is just right. that. Maybe it that's might what be, it is. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, Bobby. yeah, I'm having to use saline pretty regularly now because I ha- I pierced my nose, and you know, like you clean that with saline, it, uh, you know, a piercing. Mm-hmm. It's kind of hard to get up in your nose unless you have like some saline spray. So I'm working that 
You know what <laughs> I picture? Here, here's what I picture. I picture either, whether it's the one that goes through the, the the nose, like through each nostril, like across, like a bone, like yeah, old school bone yeah. or a bar, yeah. or if it's the little ring on the nostril flesh. Either way, I picture you guys taking a little floss and like putting it in there and just going. Oh God! All right, thank you for thank you for those goosebumps. <laughs> That's not the way you like to get goosebumps, but you'll take no. it in a, in a pinch. No. Yeah. I used to know a kid who did that, like in middle school. You know, you always had the kid who could like, you know, put spaghetti up his nose and then it would come out his mouth and then he'd go, you know, like. Oh yeah. yeah. Did you guys ever know that person? And no. Then, well, uh, we we know him as Brian Brushwood, but that's about it. Oh right, yeah. <laughs> Still don't know how he does Nasty. that trick, but. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I had to sit. I had to sit next to him with like. I had to sit within like four inches of the dude yeah, while he did yeah. that. That was horrendous. Yeah, you and me both. That was uh, like okay. I never need to see that ever again. Yeah, and I much. thought, well, if I'm close up, I'll see the trick and I'll go. Oh, this is what he's doing. Nope, it yeah. looked as bad no. up close as it does far away. It's disgusting. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway, yes. um, let's get I to some books. Real quick, talk about one thing. Just okay. One, and I promise I won't take a long time. Um, but I was going to do a whole thing, but I heard you say we got to get moving because we got a long Wendy today and all that. So I'm just going to say there's been I've seen a lot of people like directing a lot of angry responses to things lately. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Scott, like you sent me that one that the guy was angry about the last Wendy segment. And then I saw this morning um, several people like angry about Dan's segment the other day. Yeah. And I just want to, I'm not going to talk about any of those actual things. I just want to kind of encourage people that these guys, these hosts, Brian and Scott, <laughs> and uh, frankly, all, you know, all as I, as a fan turned guest, I am the same way. If, if you want to correct us, we're totally down for that. Oh, like, yeah, hey, always. we had a blind mm-hmm. spot. We didn't see, like, this thing we said was hurtful or was incorrect or whatever. Mm-hmm. We're, I, I, like, I know I speak for myself, and I know this from listening to you guys for years. Nobody on this show is, uh, like, I'm always right. Exactly. Yeah. No, you we know? don't dig in. We're, we'll always, ad- you know, not only admit when we're wrong, but we'll also always open for a conversation if you've got an issue whatever it is just tell us you don't have to assume um that there's a fight every time like there isn't one there's never one in fact we're just people like you and we're not Mm -hmm. perfect if you're coming on here expecting perfection four days a week well i got bad news for you you're not going to get that but (laughs) but what you will get is a willingness to come to the table and discuss these things always Always. Yep. There's never yep. a time where either me or Brian or anybody who comes on here is ever just going to go, nope, that's it. F off. We're not talking to you. Unless <laughs> right. you're a complete douchebag and it's obvious to everybody involved, then you might get that treatment. But <laughs> but if you have an actual point and you want to make it, I, I'm happy to be wrong yeah. once in a while. I love yeah. getting told. Well, I love it when it, I, yeah. yeah, and I don't exactly. have a problem saying when I and did something learn new things. The thing that cracks me up is the people who are like, if you keep saying this, you've lost me as a listener. And to me, I'm like, okay, person who says that, yeah, uh, bye. I'm yeah, happy exactly. for you to leave. Yeah. Like, if you come out of the gate saying that, whereas uh, ver- that versus, hey, this thing that you said actually impacted me this way. I'm sure it's not what you intended, but it impacted me this way. 
you guys are going to receive that much differently. And, you know, so if your aim is to be, be mad, okay, fine, whatever. But if your aim is to actually change a mind or change a behavior, it's much better to just lean in and say, Hey, you hurt me. Like this thing that was said on your show hurt me. Yeah. And can you address it please? And so anyway, I just want to open to that every time. I'm glad you brought it up because there is a bit of that going on. There's a lot of negativity right now and the internet's a hard place and we know all this, but um, I think, I think it's just easy to assume that all outputs of media are, a little faceless and you know, there aren't real people behind the mic sometimes. I think it's mm-hmm. easy to get yeah. into that headspace. Um, mm-hmm. but we don't do that. <laughs> yeah. We're not that. So, you know, it's hard for me to speak for everybody I work with, but I know at least for Brian and I, we're not, we're not in it for that. We're in it for, these are real. We know you guys are real people and hopefully, you know, we're real people. And even though we're on this side of the mic, we don't, we don't assume some sort of extra power from that. So if we have said something that is just like flat out wrong, like I've been corrected eight times in the chat today already. That's that's great. It's great. That's what we want. So come to us and talk to us. And Mm -hmm. oftentimes we'll reach out to you because Mm -hmm. we'll see somebody in the chat that has, you know, a bit of a flame out. We're like, oh, crap. I think I maybe worded that wrong. And I'll reach out to them and try to try to connect. Usually that works. Sometimes they just want to be mad to be mad. And that's your right. It's fine. You know, yeah. don't come in here assuming we're just, you know, dicks looking for dick moves. Right. <laughs> right. Making yeah. dick moves. Making yeah. dick moves. Yo. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's get to reading. Okay. What are so we reading today? That's enough of that. I have a book I am going to read to you guys. Not because I didn't like the audiobook narrator for it. I just didn't like the passage that they chose. So I'm going to, I'm going to pick my own and I'm going to read it to you guys. I know you guys love when I do this. Yeah. So. I'm sure, this, sure. This is AI though, right? It's not really Amy. Right? Oh yeah. I totally pre-recorded this, sent it to Scott, all that. It's Amy yeah. intelligence is nice. what it is. Like it. <laughs> oh, nice. that'll be hard to find. Okay. Um, <laughs> so here we go. I'm afraid I don't understand a lot of the words you use, Auntie Mame. Oh, child, child, she cried with her feathery sleeves fluttered wildly across the bed. What can be done about your vocabulary? Didn't your father ever talk to you? Hardly ever. My dear, a rich vocabulary is the true hallmark of every intellectual person. Here, now. She burrowed into the mess on her bedside table and brought forth another pad and pencil. Every time you hear a word that you don't understand, you write it down and I'll tell you what it means. Then you memorize it and soon you'll have a decent vocabulary. Oh, the adventure of molding a new little life. She made another sweeping gesture that somehow went wrong because she knocked over the coffee pot and I immediately wrote down six new words which Auntie Mame said to scratch out and forget about. God knows you can learn more in ten minutes in my drawing room than you did in ten years with that father of yours. What a criminal way to raise a child. She looked at her watch and fluttered her feathers. Good heavens, I've got to do some shopping with Vera. Perhaps you'd like to come along. She looked at me in my suit of lightweight mourning. For God's sake, child, haven't you got some clothes that don't make you look like a sick crow? I said I had. Well, put them on if you're coming with me and don't forget your vocabulary pad. By the way, child. Yes, Auntie Mame? Did your father ever say anything? That is, tell you anything about me before he died? Uh, He only said that you were a very 
peculiar woman, and to be left in your hands was a fate he wouldn't wish on a dog. Uh, but beggars can't be choosers, and you're my only living relative. <laughs> that bastard, she said evenly. I reached for my vocabulary pad. Uh, that word, dear, was bastard. It's spelled B-A-S-T-A-R-D, <laughs> and it means your late father. <laughs> wow. Nice. Energetic wow. on this one. I like this one a lot. This is a yeah. good read. Oh, thank you. Yes, Empty name. I, so the character sounds from, I mean, this isn't, this is, is this a really old book? Because I, there's a, it is. Is it? it is All right. A really old book. Um, it, it the name of the book is Auntie Mame, an irreverent event adventure by Patrick Dennis, and it was made into a film. It was made into a musical, which is dreadful. Yeah. Um, but the film, <laughs> uh, the film with Rosalind Russell. Don't ever watch the one with Lucille Ball. Just don't. Just don't. Wow. Don't, okay. Don't watch it. It's. I know. I love Lucille Ball. I. I love uh oh, what's his name? The guy that did the music man. Uh oh what? yes. Um chat help me. Victor Victoria, Robert Preston, maybe. Preston, um, yes, I yeah, think that's okay. right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I love him. I I love Lucille Ball, but the freaking the the one called Mame. Yes, the guy in the last Starfighter, Dice Tomato. Yes, that guy. Um, <laughs> Had to find the right uh, the right connection to the you know to the to the chat room to the <laughs> yeah. Oh, of course, yeah. Um, that that one is dreadful. If you watch mm. the one with Rosalind Russell, mm -hmm. it's glorious. Mm. And so this is kind of a film slash book recommendation. Um, but the the film was based on the book and it's by Patrick Dennis. It's a novel and it's it takes place in like, you know, the roaring 20s. And so she's got bootleggers. She's got cocktail parties and whatnot. And this little boy who's 10 years old is orphaned and she is his only living relative. And so he goes to live with her and she is just irreverently. Uh, bombastic and she uh, um so what made me want to do this book was i think it was last week scott you did the little movie quote quiz for brian yeah. Oh, yeah. and one of the quotes you guys both sort of blanked on because <laughs> neither one of you knew it was life is a banquet and most poor suckers are starving to death oh yeah yeah um so that is that is basically the theme of auntie mame and it is it's glorious. And it was one of my favorite films growing up. My mom and I quote it all the time. Um, <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen it or I don't even think I've seen a scene from it. I don't, I don't know why I'm so no, not in that. Oh, world, it's but. fantastic. I absolutely. And Scott, you would love it. Cause like I say, it takes place in the twenties. So it's got that. And it was filmed in the, you know, fifties and sixties. So it's got that very sort of technicolor yeah. feel to it. And everything is over the top and everything is ridiculous. Um, and I, I do love that just, style or that, that whatever that is. I don't even know what you call that, but that, yeah, that uh, way of talking, that whole era is always infinitely fascinating to me. Oh yeah. It's, it's great. And I, you know, I thought about, I thought about clipping the trailer, but the trailer is very like, I don't know. It's, it, it, it didn't, it wouldn't play very well without the visuals, I think, but it's it's great. Um, so I love everything about it. It's a quick little read um, as far as a book. It's only like, let me see, 250 pages. And it, it's it's great. It's essentially 
this kid who was growing up in a very, you know, well-to-do, very conservative household where, you know, he had a nanny and his dad really only talked to him at breakfast where he mostly told the kid to pipe down because he was hung over and he would say, pipe down kid, the old man's hung, you know? Uh, (laughs) So, you know, that he went from that, but you know, very stuffy and you know, I'm looking down my nose at other people to Auntie Mame, who is just, uh, you know, she's just absolutely flamboyant. And I, I love everything about it. And she teaches him sort of to open his eyes to how other people live and stuff. Yeah, there are some... There's some bad reviews on it, I guess. But no, I'm no, no. I, I the reason know. I'm the reason I'm bringing this video up is I, I, this always ends up happening. I'm like, who gave this one star? So I go and look. Yeah, it's people who don't know how to click. So it says like this person right here, Janet, does this review. I was so glad to see this book in my Kindle. I have all the Patrick Dennis books, and I just love them. And I was so sorry in the 70s when he died and no final book forthcoming. Love the intro to this book. I don't consider any of his books outdated. One star. What are you doing? <laughs> what is a perfect I'm, review because I'm, I'm mad that there aren't more books by him because he died right. ah, how dare star. he die star for Patrick Russell's death yeah the other one in here a is that has the, a great oh, oh I'm sorry Go no, ahead, I was just going to say the other one in here says here's the review one star the entire Kindle book is underlined I don't know why that's the whole review <laughs> that's not a review of a book that's a technical problem you got to deal with exactly. at a Kindle level what are you doing yeah all right. Anyway, yeah, sadly, oh, okay. uh, not available to stream uh, for for quote unquote free anywhere, but uh, it's cheap to rent anywhere you want to look. The, the Rosalind Russell movie, by the way, oh, two forty nine to rent just about everywhere, or two ninety nine uh-huh. Apple TV, Vudu. Yeah. Oh, whatnot like- had a great idea in the chat. Um, maybe it's a good adventure club. Oh, that'd be fun. We could do that. Yeah. I just, the reason I have never seen it, I think, is because I honestly have just never even heard of it. I try to like expose myself to older stuff with films and things here and there like you know why you know, Maltese Falcon or freaking whatever like yeah. I, I like that that era and I usually have heard of this I've never even I mean I'll admit I never even heard of this till today so yeah. I feel it's like great in the dark. I mean it's, the message of the book is very like uh it, it was progressive for its time now you know don't don't get too excited there's you know it's full of white people and um you know <laughs> like it's not uh it, it doesn't have a lot of really heavy messages but it does sure. turn its nose up at uh new england snobbery and uh, you know the and a lot of anti-semitism as well because there's a there's a scene in there where there's this other family who's like, they're trying to buy up a lot of property uh, because potentially the people who are also bidding on the property are Jewish. Oh, you know? oh so zing a ding dong. Auntie, yeah. Auntie Mame is like, you know, oh, well, I'll take care of that. And so she buys the property and donates it to them to make. I don't want to give it away. But anyway, Auntie Mame does a fabulous thing that makes these people just clutch their pearls. And it's wonderful. <laughs> well, it's wonderful I love, see. Yeah, I love... See, that. It, that is iconic right there. That image. That's who she is. Yeah, and... that's awesome. All right. Well, I'm going to seek out both the book and the movie. Uh, so you mm-hmm. guys should do that as well. Uh, real quick. You got a little bonus link here today. Uh, I do. A little bit of I a do. bill I move. I yeah, I like it. Still. Uh, yeah, I figured I would still. uh 
Bill's bit and have a bonus link for you. So <laughs> you guys mostly all know that um, my husband Chuck and I, uh, on the side, we own a little small business called Peepers Puppets, where we make little small handheld puppets uh, and and sell them. And so this past weekend, we sponsored a workshop with this guy, Carl Herlinger, who is a classically trained ventriloquist, uh, but uh, you know also just a a wonderful performer and puppeteer. And so I figured I would give him a little shout out. And also if you, if you look at some of his videos, if you kind of scroll down a little bit, you can see like, I do very simple things with the peepers and, and they're fun for kids. They're, they're really easy to use, but you can also see like, you're not limited to what you can do. Like this guy made an entire puppet around a pair of peepers and it, it it's like you know it looks like this grumpy old man wearing a wearing a little red uh, cardigan sweater, and he's great. And it sh- it really shows you know what you can do with a, a simple idea and a lot of imagination. This guy is into so, puppetry, boy. Howdy, look at his oh, channel. Yeah. Go. Oh yeah. Well, and his ventriloquism <clears throat> is, is fantastic. You can <clears throat> see like he's making these really close up videos and. His lip control is on point. Like you can't see anything. Uh, I like you know, the lip um, control. Yeah, lip yeah, control. Right. Mm. <laughs> Apparently, that's what you call it. We actually took his ventriloquism workshop just for fun yeah. over the weekend, and that's what it's called. It's called. <laughs> they really call control. it lip control. L L C. How's your L C doing? Uh, let's Good see old L C. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Take a look at that. All right. Well, this is great as well. So go check that out, Amy. Always a pleasure having you on the show. Um, I hope next week we'll have something else to read. That'd be fantastic as well. Uh, I'm sure we will. Anything else you want to mention before we uh, send you off into the wild west uh, uh, there? Just come come to Vegas and be nice to everybody, guys. Be kind. Mm -hmm. We're like a kindness wave in Vegas. We come in there and the whole place doesn't even know what to do with us. Like, that's what you you ask that plaza lady. She'll be like, oh, my gosh, you're too nice. You know? you know, there's no, yeah. there's no uh, niceness in Vegas. Get out of here. There's no you meanness know. in Vegas. That's right. <laughs> you know, who are you with this stuff? We, we could be like those German businessmen that trash the place every year, but no, we don't. <laughs> we don't do it. Uh, Amy, have a grand old week and we'll see you next week. Have a fun one. You Bye too. Now. Bye. Bye. Uh, all right. We are going to take a break. When we return from said break, my sister Wendy will be here and uh, she'll have a lot to say about an email we got that I did have an AI read because it sounded really good. Okay. 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 They're, they're, they're much better. Yeah. There's uh, yeah. not in our voice. We didn't, I didn't use me or Brian or anything like that, but uh, I used a, another sort of nondescript person and it sounded great. Cool. So anyway, that's all coming up after this break, but Brian, we can't take a break until you tell me what song we're breaking with. Well, you know uh, how you and I both love the uh, the electronic music that's just kind of driven, that's just kind of straight ahead, kind of keeps you keeps you mo- no, no lyrics to get distracted by. Put this on while you're working on something, and bam, uh, time flies and your work is done. Hell kind yeah. of thing. Love it. Uh, this guy named James Chapman, who performs under the name Maps, has a brand new album called Counter Melodies. Uh, Mute Records supplying this one. Big thanks to uh, Mute Records. Love love when they send me something because, I mean, these are the guys who had Depeche Mode back in the early days. And uh, uh, like uh, Book of Love and uh, oh my gosh, Figures I on a Beach. That's, and, you know, that's awesome. Mute Records is is fantastic. I hear they got uh, a new album, by the way, uh, Depeche Mode, that's supposed to be killer. I, really? Someone told oh, me I that the other it. day. Yeah, I haven't yeah. heard it either, but I'm curious about that. Anyway, sorry. 
Reminded cool. me of that. Uh, anyway, uh, James Chapman, brand new uh, under under the name Maps, has a brand new album called Counter Melodies. Here is the first song from it or the single from it. It's called Witchy Feel. Uh, this is so good. Enjoy it. Here's Witchy Feel by Maps.
This episode is brought to you by FX's Welcome to Wrexham. Celebrity owners Rob McElhenney and Ryan Reynolds, small town Welsh football club, is fighting for a chance at promotion. These two Hollywood stars lead a team in the midst of history in the making, while dedicated staff and supporters hold on to a dream of returning the team and this working class town in Wales to glory. FX's Welcome to Wrexham premieres September 12th on FX. Stream on Hulu. Playing hockey is no different than any other sport. To be a good student of the game, you must know the fundamentals. Play the game as often as you can. But even when you can't, there are other preparations you can make. But I'll deal with them later. Remember, the puck stops here. I don't mind tentacles. Morning stream. No dicks here. And we've returned. Hey, I need to write down that song. What was that again? Sure. Get your pencil out and write down the words Witchy Feel. That's the name of the song by the band Maps. Brand new album called Counter Melodies. And the whole thing is as good as what you just heard. Damn. That's a that's high praise from Brian. Ibbett. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. This is well a guy des- well deserved. This is a guy who listens me. to a lot of music every day, and uh, I do. He knows do. the difference between trash and quality. I know good quality music. What I hear. It's that's right. Cool. Well, let's see if we can get some good quality therapy. With my sister Wendy, Wendy Dunford, she is uh, a qualified therapist who helps people all the time with real problems, and she comes on here on Thursdays and helps you with some of yours. Wendy, welcome back to the show. Yeah, thanks. It's been guys? a bit. It's been a little time since we've it had. Has. It has. Yeah. I wasn't here last week, so uh, that was a bit of a bummer. But uh, I was thinking about you today because Raquel Welch died, and she's mom's age. Oh, and that that weirded me out because in my head. I mean, I know she's a bombshell for a different era, right? Like she's not, mm-hmm. she's not really my generation of that. But I always knew about her, and she would guest star on a million things, and she was on Seinfeld for a pretty funny episode. And oh yeah, right. Just and everybody's seen that poster of the fur bikini from ten thousand BC, and right, and that that was on the wall, or you know, that was in Shawshank, and right, you know, like she's got this this heritage around her, and it just never occurred to me that this human being that is Raquel Welch is. Just, just could my mom. die. It's just my mom, you know. Just my, yeah. or that she not not that she could die because I know everybody could die. But whenever somebody is my mom's age, like an actor or something, always throws mm-hmm. me. I don't know why. Just like, wait, you're this, you're as old as my mom is. That's freaking weird. I don't know. It's a weird little yeah. side feeling that I that I had. But anyway, yeah. so you thought of me because Raquel Welch died. <laughs> well, and that that and that um, that obviously real audio. Uh, that oh, I sent yes. you the other day of you saying you Here's liked it. Here's the thing about that. Yeah. What is so obviously not me is how chipper I am in that. Yeah, you're stoked. Uh, do you want to know? Like, so here's so everybody here like thinks it sound. You often sound chipper. What are you talking do I, about? Oh, yes. It sounded so weirdly chipper. Like, ah, uh, no one didn't think that was me. <laughs> well, here, let's play it again and see how chipper it sounds. Hi, I'm Wendy Dunford, and I loved it when my brother chased me around with what I thought was a hot soldering iron. <laughs> It turned out it wasn't, but what a great time that was. Isn't that weird how it inflected? I'd never say any of those words, except for I did. <laughs> you did? You never said them. Like, I, I made yeah. that sentence up, and all I had to do was do a little bit of a 10-second clip of you on TMS just talking about something. It wasn't even <sighs> anything particular, yeah. and it trained your voice, 
and now there is a voice that will say anything I tell it to say in your voice. Isn't that okay, weird? So I need to understand how <laughs> any of the world is going to work after this. I know, yeah. dude. I know. I know. I think, I think Wendy's one of those people we need to add the list uh, need consent before <laughs> making her say anything else. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 100%. dude. No, I, trust me. I don't even <laughs> dare do that with, with her in particular. But here's the thing. Like, you're not wrong, Wendy. It, some people have said to me, well, well, this is how we felt about Photoshop. No. Uh, it's not quite the same. Not quite the same, yeah. It's not the same. It's new level. If, if it's a close at all, it's a new level of that, and it's a much harder level to to suss every, through. Every time we come up with a picture, it didn't happen. The thing gets raised a little bit. Okay, video or it didn't happen. Audio or it didn't happen. Like it's, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, in person touching your flesh or it didn't happen. Yeah, basically. I was yeah, I was there and witnessed it firsthand or it didn't happen. There you go. And exactly. even then, we know you're wrong most of the time when you witness things that right. happened. That's right. 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 That's right. right. Humans are very bad at telling. Like eyewitness yeah. testimony is not great. Like, yeah, it's a weird, we're, it's, I, I don't want to get too doom and gloom about it, but it is a strange new thing, right? And I don't know mm-hmm. that humans are ready for it, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, we, ready. I we had have a couple a, other things to there. solve first, but that's never how technology worked. No. No. <laughs> never it's solve ne- anything first. No, just don't solve something first. Just add cool more. Cool gadgets. You're absolutely right. Uh, all right. Well, let's, uh, speaking of cool gadgets, I actually used an AI to read today's email, so we're going to play that in a second. Oh, boy. Um, That's actually a good use of this. <laughs> yeah, it actually is. And it sounds great, like a very professional. It took two seconds to do it. It's kind of insane. But uh, anyway, okay. let's do that. We'll find out what this, uh, this listener is looking for right now. Here we go. Hey, Wendy, Brian, Scott. I am at a crossroads in regards of whether I should continue podcasting. Over the years, I've experimented with different formats ranging from morning talk shows similar to the feel of TMS, to news commentary programs, politics, social issues, and even music programs similar to Coverville. I started podcasting about six months after I quit the radio business, 13 years experience. I did pretty much everything you can do in small market radio, newscasts, news writing, producing commercials, and DJing. I got out of the business because I didn't agree with a station company policy regarding covering political candidates seeking another office. In Missouri, our state house and Senate are subject to term limits. In 2006, my state representative was running for state Senate. My boss accused me of endorsing him, even though the candidate and I never once talked about his run until weeks after he lost the election, and I had quit the job. I ran into the candidate a grocery store. Most recently, I produced a morning show for two years, but based on statistics, I wasn't drawing listeners. I would tell friends about the show. They would encourage me but never seem to follow through on the promise. They would listen to a show. This is highly frustrating because I have dreamed of being a radio broadcaster since I was eight, nine years old. So in all of this, is it wise for me to continue producing content? Money isn't a big problem in this endeavor. But I would like to get at least some emotional, financial reward for this work. Thanks for taking the time to read my letter and hope it might help others pursing a seemingly fruitless dream. I've been a longtime fan of TMS, started listening in March 2011, and have listened to every episode to date. Same goes for Film Sack. J.H. All right, J.H. Why, that's so well read, it freaks me out. Um, I don't know why. Yeah, I mean, he sounds like he's got a great voice for podcasting, <laughs> so he really should. Uh... Yeah. This ro- this robot named Sam read that, and uh, right. it's oh, Sam. freaking creepy how good it is. Anyway, um, yeah. J.H., I thought I thought this was an interesting email because it just mirrored a lot of, like, his, his particular dream 
is in radio and broadcasting and, and specific podcasting. But there are people out there all the time who are like, man, I wanted to be a doctor, but it didn't pan out. Or, man, I wanted to do this or it didn't work or or whatever. Yeah. Or I started doing this and didn't make enough money on it, but I love doing it. And, and you know, do I still pursue it? Yeah. Or did I never got the recognition or even the support or whatever? Yeah. And it can be so demoralizing because in a lot of ways, you are promised, not promised, The one of the promises that you're told is a promise is that you can be anything you want to be. Mm-hmm. And I feel like while that may be technically true, I don't know that it has the probability of truth. <laughs> like mm-hmm. it, not everybody yeah. can be Michael Jordan, but a whole lot of kids wanted to be. Not everybody can be the you know PewDiePie or the top streamer in the world, but a lot of kids want to be yeah. and think they're yeah. going to be and then are disappointed when they can't be. When the when the checks when the views don't start coming in, like wait a minute, I'm doing the same thing as PewDiePie. Why aren't I getting the views and, and right, that sort of thing? Right. Yeah. So so, Wendy, where do you want to go with this one? The answer. Um, I mean, when I first read it, and then just as you guys were talking again about it, I'm thinking I have the same thought, and I don't know if it's right or even relevant. <laughs> but I'll just say it, which is like it's it's, it's an issue of timing. Right, mm. PewDiePie is only PewDiePie because yeah. of timing. Timing mm-hmm. and luck, yeah, you're right. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I look at like Scott, your early podcasting endeavors. Like you were alive at the right time. Millennials feel, know this feeling when you ask them about owning homes; mm-hmm. <laughs> they were mm-hmm. always at the wrong time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, every crash. You know, they're in fifth grade. They should have been buying houses. What were they doing? You know, like you just don't. Timing really, really does matter. And guess what? We have no control over timing. timing. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, is that too cynical? Like, I, 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 I don't know if it's too cynical. Like, I think it's, it's realistic. Not. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's very realistic. Uh, it, 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 you know, there's, there's two prongs to it. There's the, I'm doing it because I want to, um, I want to make money. I want the, I want the recognition. I want people, you know, I want lots of views, even if it doesn't equate to money, I want lots of people to listen to this, but then there's also the, I do it because I have a passion for this thing. I would do it whether I had, 10 listeners or 10,000 listeners. Right. Kind of thing. And that's, yeah. and that's what, um, that's where I would start with JH is saying, what's the, what's the goal? And are you, are you doing a radio morning show because you love a morning show? Are you doing a music show because you're excited about that? It sounds like, you know, I mean, news and, and, uh, uh political commentary might be the thing that, that he's more, pa- he or she is more passionate about. Yeah. Um, and maybe that's the direction. And if you're passionate about something, it'll come through. You'll get the views. You'll get the people who are looking for your specific brand of stuff. Sorry, I feel like I'm. <laughs> I feel like I'm and like uh, stepping on your your. Uh, you're doing great. I'm just gonna <laughs> kick back. Ther- I love it. Therapy Thursday with Brian Ibbett. I like it. It's new. new <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's you know, do it, do it for yourself first. Because you, ultimately, you need to be satisfied with the thing that you're putting out. You need to be happy, and you need to get your own emotional um, uh, rewards from doing it. And if you do that, then the listeners who want that thing will come and find you. I think part of it is a controlled controlled expectations given the environment. So if your yeah. expectations in 2004 were to, ooh, this new podcasting thing, this sounds like fun. I think I would love to do this. That's mm-hmm. a very different thing than in 2023, nearly 20, nearly 20 years later. Oh, my yeah. gosh. That's yeah. freaky. Um, <laughs> nearly 20 years later, you saying to yourself, 
ooh, podcasting. I want to get in right. on the ground floor. There is no ground floor anymore. I mean, the ground floor no, exists, no. but it's not what it used to be. And so, you know, when things took off for the instance, that was that was this thing of being prepared for the timing and mm-hmm. the luck. But there was timing and luck, like big time. Like right I, place, I didn't, right time. Yeah, yeah. I happened and the, I right, pulled, and the right content. Exactly. I pulled the trigger at the right time. I had the content that was going to be the right thing for the right time, and it hit. And that was a that was a huge boost for everything else to come after that. That doesn't happen to everybody. And it's also really crowded now. It used to be like when I just for a perspective, when I started the instance, it was the uh, it was a World of Warcraft podcast. And at the time, there were three others that existed Mm -hmm. that I could find at all. There were three total. Mm -hmm. And one of them, I think, was already going away. So maybe two that were active. Now there's still to this day, hundreds and hundreds of them. Mm-hmm. Like it's just a different well, time. There are hundreds and hundreds listed, but if you start looking at like, all right, eight episodes and they were done in 2020 or, or 14 episodes and this one was finished in, you know, right, right. 2019 or whatever. Yeah. That's, People the, give that's up the, the thing time. that gets really, uh, that breaks your heart when you're like, oh, I've got this great idea for a podcast. And then you do a search and you find that there are a hundred shows that have the same content or have the same idea, but then you just got to quickly drill down and say, all right, well, of those, how many are still producing their shows today? And of the ones that are still producing shows today, what can I do differently from them? Why don't I like what they're doing? What right. can I, what, what's, what's my take on what's my spin? Sure. Now, if you pull the camera way out, Wendy, which is probably where this is going to end up going, but oh, is, Wendy, pull, is Wendy still here? Yeah. Wendy's still here. She's still uh, with us. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if I, <laughs> if I pull the camera way out and I say, so I had an experience with a friend of uh, used to be a friend of mine, very strained relationship now, but somebody who is of some prominence, I'll just say he was huge in the sports space. Okay. okay. I'll even okay. say baseball. That's as far as I'll say it. <laughs> um, we were, okay, yeah. we were there's close no, enough. There's no three people Barry who don't know Bonds. who you're talking about. No, I yeah. wish it was Barry Bonds. It's not, but it was a guy who we would, we were texting all the time and having phone conversations all the time. And, and, we were we were close, you know, pretty close friends. We still send Christmas cards to each other's families. That's that's where that is. However, he took a weird turn right around 2015 and never really recovered from it. Um, and I won't get into details. The point, and a lot of people listening to this will know exactly what I'm talking about. But the point of this this discussion is, um, he we had a recent kind of run in where I was annoyed with something that Elon Musk did, and. His response to me was, "Well, if you do the work that he did, if you get, if you do the work, you can you could be like him. I don't think criticizing him is fair. You could do you could be just like him, and it's this weird fallacy we have in our head of anybody can be a billionaire or a millionaire for that matter. Mm-hmm. It's just not it's not just not feasible. It's literally not possible to have everyone be a billionaire. It doesn't. Mm-hmm. It's not possible right now. The top ten percent right. of all wealth in America." is a very small group of people. 60% or something of the population are in the bottom 1%. Yeah, we can't even sustain the billionaires we have. No, we can't. And so this concept that we have of, well, you could be an astronaut, you could be president, you could be whatever. It's so, it's so discounty. It actually is not, it's not fair to tell people that, you know, you could say, is it possible you could do all the right things and be on the exact right tra- trajectory and know all the right people or whatever that you could become president one day? Yes, it is possible. Very remote, but it's possible. 
but probability never gets talked about. Parents don't ever go, well, the probable outcome is you're never going to amount to anything. You know, like they're not going to do that either. No, exactly. You don't want like let's squash their hopes and dreams right out of the right out of the game. Yeah. So my my whole thing is about this again, controlling your expectations of what do you want out of it. And I like what Brian said. It's like if if what you want out of it is just the joy of doing it, well then you're set. Go for it. You're good. You're golden. Yeah. And if anything happens on top of that, it will be gravy for you. Yeah. When I started I mean, in this, that's what it was. American mindset. Right. Right. Like what you're actually describing is like bootstrap, work hard, you first in line, step on everyone else. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And and if not, you're lazy or if not, you're, you know, it's not your own fault or like there's there's a a bit of the don't calculate the system you're in or the zip code you were born in or any other factors. We just love our stories that, you know, and. And on one hand, it's like kind of cool because a lot of those stories are true and real and have happened. But man, we do wrap a lot of regular folks into that category and and ourselves. And that's actually maybe what's relevant for this person. Like what is underlying some of this for you? Um, So, I mean, even at the end saying like money's not that big a deal, right? Yeah. Did I misunderstand that? Like, no, this does like, not, no one starts like, here. Yeah. Right, exactly. He's not putting all of his eggs in the podcasting basket. Which yeah. I would so, totally so recommend people absolutely not do. Ever. I would not, not recommend it. Now, if you're like a if you're a successful comedian, you're like, yeah, I'm thinking I might start a podcast. You're gonna make some there money. Go. You're gonna do great. Because <laughs> yeah. you've got all that other stuff and that momentum. But if you're somebody on the very ground floor without any no, you know notoriety of any kind to start with, go in for the passion. Do not go in for the money. You might get lucky. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you, no, but I don't, mean, you know. <laughs> I, I can't even put all my eggs in the podcasting basket. I have to have eggs in all sorts of other baskets. Right. And let's let's actually take what that that means because yeah. you know, take the the publishing industry, right? Something like I don't know, millions of books written every year and the ones that get published, you're paid to write and get published. I mean, the numbers, I think it's 250,000 maybe get published a year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, your percentage, this piece of work, you spent constant, unbelievable attention and time to, and it's going to not go anywhere is an incredibly difficult thing, right? You could find this in, in many different industries, right? And so I guess it comes down to doing a couple different things is analyzing, like, what is your motive? So yes, you had a dream since you were nine to work in this type of thing. Um, you had a, a some problems at the company you were at before, you know, it seems like the right time to switch. You're excited. You're doing stuff. You're, you're asking friends. They're like saying the right words, but maybe, you know, the numbers aren't falling. So your measurements are a couple of things. There's a, a lot of pressure on it. Right. And then B, the measurement is a particular thing. And so something to ask is like, what am I so afraid would happen if I quit this? What would it mean? Yeah for me? Mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. what am I afraid if I keep doing it? And no one ever listens. Like, I like this question of like, what am I afraid of? Or, or, you know, a part of me is really scared of blank. You just kind of dig up some of what are you afraid of? You find out what drives people. I mean, I don't want to talk about billionaires because they annoy me, but like something, something drove them to some level that's unbelievable. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you, if a lot of people keep that momentum without ever getting curious. And if you get curious about it, like what would actually happen? What is it? Or, or even the, the flip of what do I really want here? Because yeah. 
you know, we all think we want a million views. I mean, do you? Do you, you do don't you know? really know. You think you yeah, do. Uh, yeah. What are you going to do? Like, once you get that, what's the what's the the I, result of that? Yeah. Let yeah. me tell you something. As someone who's gotten more than a million views on on uh, well, more than way more than a million listens on podcasting, uh, my back still hurts, and the dog has cancer, <laughs> and I have to poop, and I probably won't be able to do it till after the show. You know what I'm saying? Like, wh- I don't Gross. know what you think is over there. Also, I'm really sorry about your dog. That's I know. She's, she's, I think we got it though. This, if the root results come back that the tumor had it all, then I'm going to be really happy. But uh, a little poorer, but happy. Uh, freaking vets, sure. man. Whew, vets. Yeah. You know what? I should have been a vet. That's the trick. There Listen. You go. Yeah. Dang Listen. it. I wish I would have gotten in on that vet ground floor. <laughs> I'm telling you guys, they, vets don't do well generally emotionally yeah. so i love them and we need them but man that's a hard job it's like what carter always says she always said we always told her when she was growing up she loves animals so much and is always caretaking animals I'm like you would be the best vet and she's like i always told you and i'll still say it today i could never be a vet i'm like yeah. why i can't put any animal to sleep i can't give yeah. the news to somebody that's that their pet's dying what they do. yeah it's a lot because yeah. why else are they bringing their dog in oh your your dog's riddled with tumors and will be dead in a week that's not fun that doesn't sound great. And to do any medical intervention is so expensive. People just can't do it. Yeah. It's just, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Moving back to your point. Your point is, hey, you've you've achieved the million status and you still have to poop in the middle of a podcast recording. So <laughs> I don't actually, for, for right, the record, I don't actually have to go. I was just trying to think of things, but yeah. Sure. Fair, it still sure. works. Of course, right. Out of nowhere, Scott. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is always top of mind though, Brian. So it's possible. Of course. Um. Yeah, no, I, 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 you're you're absolutely right. We are terrible predictors as a species of our future happiness, right? Yeah. So, so drilling down on what, what, and why your motives. I like the five whys. We've talked about this before, where you just keep asking why every time you answer why, ask another why. So, for example, you know, why are you doing this? Well, it's because it's been a dream since I was nine. Why? Well, mm. I don't know. It just it seemed like it'd be a lot of fun. Why? And then you just keep going. Like yeah. what? is really at the core here. Does it mean I'm a good person? Does it mean um, what I have to offer the world is enough? You know, you, you can kind of get down to the nitty gritty of this and, and maybe some things will shift. And, and then it can, might lead to that, you know, the age old concept of like, follow your passion and the money will follow, right? Like, nah, that's not true. You follow your passion and you could be real poor. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. also might not, I don't know, but where you put your energy matters because you have one life, yeah. one life to live. And it is where your time, where your energy goes is going to take up that life. So I think sometimes that a real honesty or a, a gut check or a pause, work it through with somebody else. Um, I think we're, our tendency is just like, follow what other people are doing that has been successful. Read, I mean, how many BuzzFeed articles or whatever are, what the five most five things every successful whoever does. And they're like, drink water. And it's like, ah, drinking water, you know? <laughs> right? It's it's like we want to know the secret because the secret, it's hard for us to think, well, it's timing. <laughs> or, you know, uh, what's his name? Bill Gates grew up near a supercomputer when no one else did. No, that's you know? right. Yeah, he's even said so. Yeah. He's like, I spent 10 hours a day on this thing at this with this school. And yeah. he's acknowledging, that he's like, no one else got access to that thing. In one place on earth. Like, it's just not realistic. So I actually have some really concrete advice for this person to do. All right. Um, I like concrete. Rather than just my 
sort of nebulous. Check your gut and see what you're really thinking. <laughs> Here's a book on Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. Um, I don't have one, but if I did, I, I would definitely tell him to go there. For okay. Sure, yeah. <laughs> so I, I want to, we're going to steal the, I forget it's used in a lot of places, but it's just kind of this 80, 20 rule we like to use in life of, you know, where 80% of your energy time, the work you're doing goes into, if that's going into stuff you can't stand, yeah. right. Or it's draining you. You're not going to do well, right? Right. But the truth is like 80% of the results of good stuff actually comes from 20% of your time. So they've done quite a few studies to kind of prove this. And it fluctuates a little bit, but it's pretty close to, you know, 20% of your effort results in the 80% of the good things. Also, 20% of the crappy things in your life results in 80% of your suffering. Mm -hmm. Right? So you can think about it. (laughs) Does this this vibe with you guys as a, a good principle? Kind of, yeah, yeah. Sure. Uh, thinking about just you know freelance projects and stuff like that, it's like oh yeah. god, here's here's the fun stuff. Oh, and here's the stuff I've you know got to do on a month to month basis, kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Drudgery. Right. Yeah. So one thing to do with this, and like if he wants to pause and get a pen and paper, <laughs> um, is to sit down with no distractions at all and start with a couple different things. Just vomit on a page. Mm-hmm. All of your unique abilities. What can you do better than other people? And it doesn't mean you're better than other people. It just means like you like numbers and accounting more than your spouse. That's not hard to find. That's every household, right? Mm-hmm. Somebody's got just more skills than the other in certain ways or things that just feel like unique to you. You're proud of them. Other people compliment you about those things. Okay. So write all that down. What you think are unique, unique abilities. All right. And then take another minute to brainstorm this next thing. Then write down everything that is work but doesn't feel like work. Oh, this is interesting. Okay. Activities that just bring you joy. Okay. So you got the things you're good at, things that bring you joy. That you know of, and then things that do not feel like work. Okay. I'm writing this down. So when you say, do your monthly invoicing, Wendy, Wendy's Mm -hmm. like, that's work. (laughs) It is work. I hate it. I hate it so much. But then you say, hey, Wendy, talk to this person and help them not kill themselves. I'm like, do it. I'm done. I'm ready. Woo. Like, that is fun for me. Yeah. I don't even feel like it's work. Time disappears, right? That is not a lot of people. That's fairly unique for me. And I mean, there's others, right? But that's pretty unique. And then- but what, what is this for him? What is this for you guys? What are your new unique abilities? And then what does not feel like work? Okay. Mm-hmm. And then I want you to add your third sort of vomit list is where do you add the most value? And okay. that's not what am I good at or what do I like? It's what is actually happening. Like what generates revenue? Like the most value to other people? Yeah, oh, the most to value to yourself. Either to oh. your, yeah, your job, the people you're working with, your family. Okay. Where do, where do you bring value? Okay. And a way to think about it is like, what are people thanking you for? Or when are you the go-to person? Oh, interesting. That whole thing with like, what's your love language? Does that fit into that? You know, like you're a gift giver. Are you someone who calls and checks on people? You know, like that kind of stuff. Sure. Okay. Yeah. You could do that. Or, or it's like, oh, you bring in the big bucks or you, pre- you, when you do a presentation at your office, 
everyone stops and listens and then the sale is made, right? Like right. whatever the value, you can measure it in revenue or monetary ways. You can measure it in emotional, supportive kind of ways. It could be just like, you're the fun maker. Like everybody is excited to go to the thing you start or you do. So a, an easy way to kind of get this is is look back at your the feedback you're getting from other people, right? That can help mm -hmm. be helpful. Okay. And then figure out what of those things that are in any of these lists, it brings you joy, is uniquely yours, and it brings value. Which one, you know, maybe see if you can find threads. Maybe there's mm, something gotcha. that's in each of those boxes. Like, oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah. And then right. look at, does it make you any money if money is what you need? Does it advance your relationships or your career does it make your community stronger does it help does it kids just bring you emotional satisfaction yeah find mm -hmm. find it's like percent it's of benefit. your yeah. life energy if, if you're doing this for business it would be how much money it brings in or you know whatever find find the sweet spot and then you kind of pick that right so that's where your 20 percent of energy should be going so if you flip it, the opposite of, you know, where's that 80% that when you focus on makes you insane? Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> it makes your, that 20% rough, right? Yeah. yeah. Is, so what are you not good at? So I am not good at a social media. Don't care. Not interested. But what if that's really important to what I'm trying to do in my life? Yeah. Well, then I got to hire someone. Right. Now, what it sounds like, I'm listening to this guy's list of of uh, to do's and accomplishments. I mean, he is doing all of it. It sounds like, is that what that, that's what it sounds like to me. Yeah. yeah. From what yeah. we can tell. Yeah. And so <laughs> what ends up happening yeah. when we do everything for, um, a family or a business or whatever it is, everything is being done by one person who has a bunch of unique abilities, but also is not good at everything is so much energy gets spent like diffusing what you can actually like the gifts you're actually going to bring. Yeah, right. Yeah. So figuring out what is some stuff you can offload, hire out, drop completely. Yeah. So for example, say he's terrible at marketing and sales of his, his podcasting. Let's say that is not his strength mm -hmm. and he keeps trying to do it himself by asking friends to listen. Right. That's a good one. That, yeah. I like that. What can I dump? Oh, I'm terrible at that. That's one of my weaknesses. Is I'm yeah. terrible at learning. So drop I it. Dump. Hire someone yeah. else. Big, if you bring if, somebody else in to do it. Social yeah. media. Bring somebody else in to do it. Yeah. <laughs> somebody who that's in their 20% of genius, right? The yeah. thing they yeah. love and they're so good at and gives them joy. Yeah. You can find those people. They can do that magic while you do the stuff that you're, you're good at. Right. Right. Um, okay. And then here's the other one. This is my favorite part is using the 80, 20 rule again is like, it's the same thing with 20% of stuff you're doing causes you the most stress or sorry to create that 80% of your stress. Right. Okay. So it's the flip mm -hmm. side of this. Yeah. So it's about figuring out what you want to get rid of. Okay. So paper and pen again, off the top of your head, yeah. what are the 20% of stressors that cause 80% of your irritations? Just write them down. What twenty percent of stressors that cause eighty percent of, of your stress? Yeah. yeah. So you dread it. You have a pit in your stomach. You avoid it. I find that you know everyone avoids stuff a little bit, but when you are consistently avoiding your email, 
which I think is just all of us now. But, um, <laughs> but especially if it's important, that's a good sign. Like I have to do this thing and I mm-hmm. am instead going to make cookies because yeah. I've never, right. made, I haven't even made cookies before. You know, <laughs> yeah. what are those things? Just write them down. Like, what would you, where, where are these stressors coming from that cause most of your heartache? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. Okay. And then here's a fun question. What are one or two things? It could be something on that list. But what are two things that you do on a regular basis that you don't have to? Oh, that definitely so for example, is something I should evaluate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's so much of that. Yeah. Yeah. So I would I I I would write down driving my kids everywhere, but I have to. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's the things that yeah, right. It's that you don't have to do. The, yeah. Yes. But this would be yeah. something I don't have so to do. You- but I am tempted to say. I hire a driver that I can't But you still that. need to real. allow for some of the stuff that you like to do that you don't have to, just because it brings you like, you know, uh, yes. one to play a video game for, for half an hour a day or something. Just, just yeah. like get yeah. away from stuff. Yeah. Or walking the dog. Have, no, this is not that. that. This is something yeah. you do on a regular basis that you don't have that to. You so don't have to do, but maybe it's take a lot of your time. Yeah. yeah. Right. Maybe it's take your clothes to the dry cleaning and, it actually, you can just wash them. I don't yeah. know. It's something like that where you've, you've, or the other way around. Like you've, you just yeah. don't, it's not all that necessary. Yeah. You if just, it's to hire it out. Yeah. Hired it out is, is actually really true. And especially if you grew up like me, you hire nothing out ever. You just yeah. do it yourself. And it, no matter how much time and pain and waste of your time it is, you just do it. So trying to find something. I'm still struggle. I struggle with this one. I'm like, uh, can mm. someone do my email? No. Can someone plan the meals? No. Uh, you know, whatever. But I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to struggle to figure this out. But that, that might show you a couple of things you're doing on a regular basis that really you don't need to be doing. Yeah. And then, and that leads to like, what am I spending my time on that's not worth my time? Yeah. And so maybe you can, you know, cooking a giant meal every single night might not be necessary. Yeah. Could you do that on the weekend? There's some way to, you know, we're mm-hmm. messing around. And then the the final one that I really like is to, you know, what what is weighing you down that if you let go of would be amazing. Right. So, for example, I would like to learn German and I would like to learn how to crochet or something. Right. Mm -hmm. And every year you add that to you. I'm going to do this this year. I'm going to learn to play the piano. I'm going to whatever. And so you're carrying around a burden of failure all year (laughs) to just re up the next year. So could you, and just imagine for yourself, like what would it feel like to drop it, to let it go? Hmm. I am not learning German. I'm free. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Finally. Never yes. again. Yeah. And then what happens to that energy? You have it back, but you maybe people aren't always realizing they're handing out their energy to a ghost of a goal because it sounds awesome yeah. and I want to do it. Yeah. But do you then feel the guilt of, of, of having this goal of this, like, Hey, I want to just better myself for the, for just the purpose of this thing that I know I'm going to enjoy. I know I'm going to enjoy doing crochet, or I know I'm going to enjoy mm-hmm. learning German. And, but then you've got this guilt of saying, well, I just said I don't need to do that, and now I know I'm not going to. Is there the guilt of like having – because I do have a couple things like, oh, yeah, that's my – you know, I want to be able to do this, or I want to do this other thing, and, and uh, uh, learn piano. There's a difference learn ukulele, between – yeah. is it a goal? Or is it a weighted pipe dream you carry around in your backpack? <laughs> mm. 
Why not? Because but, no, of I gold. <laughs> Why not? Just achievable? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it gets scheduled. It gets like it's part of what you go to incorporate it, it as your New Year's resolution. You start to do a couple of things, right? Like, yeah, that's a version of a goal versus a pipe dream. Now, can you put it on a piece of paper and and file that away? That when I have the energy, I'll come back to my list of things I might want to do. Yeah, I mean, because guilt guilt means you haven't actually let it go. Right. Yeah, exactly. And so this isn't easy. I'm not saying letting go is easy. No, but. that's that's a tough thing for me because you know, especially if you're, oh, I just I picked up this this online guitar class thing that I'm that I know I'm going to do. Uh, I'm not going to do it anymore. But guess what? That money's still out of my bank account for that yeah. guitar class I, yeah. I purchased. That's Feels funny. like the weight of it. And and one one way to think about Speaking this. For somebody else, by the way. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, for a friend. For a friend. You're asking for a <laughs> totally, friend. Totally not me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, and if you think about like what it is, what are we doing to ourselves in these moments where we take on something? Mm-hmm. Is it is it because we really want it? Because we're supposed to? I mean, the truth is deep, deep down, if we needed something, we wanted something. If we were going to starve or we were, you know, that deep need, human need to do something, we'd do it, right? Yeah. So not to say these aren't good goals or it's fun or, I, you know, um, but it, it's, it, it creates a weight that you carry around. And so I have a, a suggestion you could try. Let's say I want to learn the guitar mm-hmm. and I'm going to start out this year. I bought this course. It is not working and it's draining me to have this sitting in the back of my head. You You give yourself an artificial rule that I – don't get to practice the guitar or start up again until November 1st. You mm. just put it in a category of that's when I will, you know, go back to this and think about it again. Mm-hmm. But sure. for the next six months, yeah, guitar's off the table. Give your permission. Rather than Give the pecking of it. To, yeah. yeah. Mm. Of it. So maybe it doesn't have to be forever, but it can be put somewhere else. Now, sure. you might say, oh, I do that all the time. It's called procrastination. That's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> this is... I'm not allowed until November 1st to even consider the guitar again. And then you hold yourself to it. And then November comes around and you're like, I don't know if I ever want to do this. I'm not sure. Or, yeah, that's true. Okay, I've done I'm this with a couple of things. My hardest one is freaking food and, and the same day. It's like, I'm not going to eat that bag or whatever until 7. Oh, it's 3 o'clock. Why not? Let's just go ahead. I you know? just eat that bag of food. Which I know it's a whole different discussion, different topic. Bag. Maybe maybe the goal just should be don't eat a whole bag of food. Maybe. <laughs> don't eat your food in bag uh, quantities. Yes, exactly. okay. yes. Please take it out of a bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good point. That's amazing. All right. So anyway, going back to the whole gist of like the 80-20 thing, just something to think about. Like is, are you trying to do everything? Where are your headaches? What can be let go of? And are you shining your light focus energy on the 20% of like the sweet spot where it's stuff you love and you're good at it and it brings some value. Um, And then you get help with the 80 that gives you headaches. And that's not easy for most of us. Most of us, you know, we don't ask for help. We just have to be successful all by ourselves. Right. Right. Yeah. So yeah, it's, and then, you know, I'm always a fan of like, let's just see what success even means to you, right? Mm-hmm. What did, did what was the messaging your parents gave you about are you good enough, right? Or what is the messaging classmates or t-shirts or t-shirts, teachers, friends, you know, whatever. <laughs> see, the AI can't get my language no. disorder, right? <laughs> no. I don't know. I think if, if we train it hard enough, I'll bet I could make it goof up like that. And you'd never know, wasn't you? <laughs> yeah. That's what's weird. 
I it's don't like it. Ease up on the chipper. I'm not that chipper. <laughs> You're not that happy. <laughs> Forget it. I don't say soldering. Soldering iron. Yeah. I, don't I had to change it a bunch because it because it kept pronouncing yeah. it soldering like the way that soldering oh, is spelled. Yeah. So I had to misspell it to get it to say it right. So there is one weakness yeah. there. Oh, yeah. okay. Don't or to say it the way Americans say it. I guess if you're in other places, they you're do right. say uh, the soldering. Soldering, yeah. yeah. Soldering. Soldering. Yeah. Iron. Wendy's <laughs> been to Wendy's been to Britain a lot, but. I don't think she retained much of the accent. So I, I, you just lilt your voice at the end. That's what That's happened after need. I lived there a while. But uh, I don't know. Other than, other than my bad habit of someone is speaking in a British accent to me, I try to copy them. <laughs> there you go. Well, <laughs> it's I, so I think this is going to be helpful to him because it's already been helpful for me. Um, yeah. this gave me yeah. some ideas and I've never, I, I always like Wendy's little homework assignments, but I, I hadn't thought to break it out into this, into these sort of groups, you know, like the whole sure. things that are good or that you're good at things that people tell you you're good at or what, what value do you bring? I don't ever think about that. Yeah. No, so, this, this, uh, this had absolutely no effect on what I do at all in my life, but <laughs> on a completely, totally separate note, does anyone want a uh, lift, uh, window decal that I can send them? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to get that. Uh, I got a deal for you, Brian. We'll talk after the show. Not related um, at all. All right. Well, I uh, please let us know, listener. Uh, Jay, what was his name? Shoot. I lost his name. J.H. Uh, uh, let us know how. Jim Halpert. Oh, yeah. oh, it's Jim Halpert. Shoot. You've, you've doxed Halpert. him. Ah. You've doxed a Hollywood fake character. Dang it. His, his uh, <laughs> podcast is called Bears Beats Battlestar Galactica. That's Dang right. it. I said Oh, it you did it again. Oh. Shoot. Well, anyway, <laughs> the damage is done. Uh, uh, but let us know how things go for you. I'm very, uh, very excited for what maybe this will help you do. So uh, keep us informed. Wendy, I know things are in full swing. I got an email from realsteps.org. A real email from Real Steps. Oh, and yes. we should thank everybody real quick. Uh, a whole bunch of you uh, donated money to the yes. uh, Max's uh, uh, fund for or the, um, what's it called? A scholarship fund. Uh, his scholarship fund, yes. Cool. So I, I told you to only send $2 and you guys went overboard. But yeah. Uh, about a thousand dollars so thank you That's yeah it was really huge. nice and I, guys, i'm yeah. giving it to her next sunday not this sunday let's see what's nice. yeah no yeah next sunday is when my delivery date is so if you're bored oh. and you want to still add please there's some time but okay. um the the messages and notes are so sweet and it's just gonna oh yeah i hope it i hope it helps so much to them so thank yeah. you you bet all right, sorry. Yeah, real steps. Put, uh, make sure you take video of it and put it on your social media. Yeah, put it on your social media, and then you know, do a <laughs> selfie and do the little peace symbol. Do all those things because that's what the world tells you you're supposed to do. That's right. Oh, and never age. Don't age. All right. Never get old. Just stay young forever. Young and beautiful. That's the rule. I don't know what you're saying, but it's hurting me. What are you saying? <laughs> just the way we're this... creating eighty percent of her stress right now. Yeah, eighty percent. Eighty percent. All the things I hate, you just listed. Yeah, I so. did. That's why I don't like them either. So we're 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 in agreement. Uh, anyway, sorry. Real steps. You're you're doing yeah, real stuff. Step. So yeah. yeah, sign up. Go to realsteps.org. We start Monday, uh, March fifth. Um, so a little bit of what I talked about today is not exactly what we're doing, but there's some some real fun change ups we're gonna do about aspects of life that are going to be really helpful i think so it's going to be a really fun round so please join uh, if you have questions you can email me at admin at realsteps.org nice um that starts soon Fantastic. i will email a few more times i apologize in advance but this is how Ooh. you do email marketing advanced po- apology i like it i, I like I you're, I need you're, to hire someone else you're playing with I'm time saying. travel there <laughs> 
all right. Well, this is good stuff. Wendy, have a fantastic Thanks. week. Say hi to the kids. Tell Adam to uh, keep sending out great email. He's doing a great job. Speaking of offloading your work, make him do all your web stuff. All right. Mm-hmm. All of it. He Just does my web stuff, but I have to write the stuff. So oh, well, now, hey, chatgpt.com might be your Piece friend. Of cake. Yeah, yeah go check that out. You don't even want to know what cheaper. that is. I don't trust you. You don't okay. really want to know. All right. We'll see you later. Bye. She really doesn't want to know. I promise. No, she really doesn't. Someone in her business, if she if she <laughs> if she finds out what ChatGPT could do for mm-hmm. people's dissertations and papers and research for yeah. psych psych stuff, she'll she'll lose her mind. Yeah. So I'm not even gonna tell her. Nope. Not nope. gonna good plan. It. Don't do it. Do it. Do it. Uh, that's it for the show today. There is some stuff coming up later you should be aware of. I believe you are doing a Coverville today. Tell the fine folks. I am. Yeah, it's coming up at 1 p.m. today. Uh, the tribute to Burt Bacharach. And and uh, listen, we all know songs like I'll Never Fall in Love Again. Do you know the way to San Jose? But then you look at like stuff that maybe you didn't realize uh, was him, like Anyone Who Had a Heart and uh, Baby It's You by the Shirelles and... Uh, uh, what else? Walk on by and, and like all of these these other songs. It's like oh, there's so much good stuff that he and Hal David uh, wrote together for all these amazing musicians. And uh, a lot of people cover his work. A lot of people love it. I love it. So look for folks like Pomplamoose, Shakespeare's sister, uh, the late great Terry Hall, Colin Hay from Men at Work, Freddie Johnson, all on today's show. Very nice. Do check that out. That's today at 1 p.m. Mountain Time. uh, Twitch.tv slash Coverville if you want to watch it live. Yeah. Uh, there's also a brand new, oh, I'll be on DTNS today. It's got Switch from Wednesday, so today is that day, and there's some big stuff about the PlayStation VR 2 that we're going to talk about, Ooh, uh, kind of some great. breaking early reviews on what people think of that unit, and somebody from The Verge will be on the show to talk about it. Uh, cool. I'm very excited about it. So that'll be today uh, on DTNS, and then later tonight, 5 p.m. Mountain Time, Core will be happening live. Lots to talk about there, including this news about the PSVR 2. And it's outrageous price point, <laughs> um, yeah. but also a bunch of game stuff, including the the uh, the completely redo. I don't even call it a remaster; it's a remake of the classic Pharaoh City Builder game. Do you remember this game from the late? Oh, 90s? I totally remember that. It's Interesting. Out today, okay. uh, yesterday, and it's great. So really throwing it out there. Yeah, can't wait ah. to talk about it tonight. So uh, both John and I played. We're going to talk about that at length tonight. Big core episode. Check it out. That's tonight at 5 p.m. and wherever you get your podcasts after the fact. And of course, Film Sack this weekend uh, will happen. I don't remember what we're doing. Um, we are doing Red Eye. Oh, right. Red Eye. So I'm actually excited red about eye. this. Looking forward Are to you it. Red Eye to watch Red Eye? Uh, my Red Eye will watch Red Eye and then I will be <laughs> Red Eye for the episode. So, uh, Anyway, that's this weekend. That'll be fun. Can't wait for that. Patreon.com slash TMS is where you can go and support this show, including unlocking that cool Hollywood Square style uh, game that Brian really wants to unlock all these years later. Uh, We've been trying to forever. You guys have never quite hit the crescendo we need. Yeah, make it. So make it so that, you know, 20% of my time could be spent making that and not uh, lifting. Yeah, they, that's a great way to look at it. Exactly. So uh, yeah. help us get there. We'd love to do that one day. But even if all you can do is go over and throw us a dollar, we'd appreciate it. Patreon.com slash TMS is the place to do it. You'll never get ads. You get pre-show content every day, couch parties on the weekend, play dates on the monthly, other great benefits, art in the mail, teas, selection of teas. 
Mm-hmm. Pretty sure I'm going to have. I got to talk to Gwen, but I think she'll be here Monday to talk tea. Cool, yay! Yeah, little Steven then 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 Gwen that day. We can hear how she likes the uh, 3D printed minis that I did for her D and D game. Oh, yeah, yeah, very nice. Anyway, that's all coming up. Uh, that's it. We're done. Oh, go to frogpants.com/tms for all our contact details and everything else. It's all right there. Uh, Brian, we need to leave. And my memory is that we can't do it without a song. So is that correct? That? You're right. Oh my gosh, your memory is so good. And uh, and, and we've got a couple sad tributes that I want to do uh, today. A couple people wrote in. Andrew M. wrote in and said, uh, Dear Skip and Bales, my dad passed away in 2019 on this day. And I was wondering if you could play a cover of anything Eagles related. My dad would have loved it. Signed, Andrew, a.k.a. Demindrin. On the rare occasion, rare occasion I make it to the chat. We also heard from Tyler Rowland, whose mom, Tracy, lost her battle with stomach cancer on uh, Wednesday of this month, just, just a few days ago. Uh, she, uh, they had a mother-son dance uh, during the wedding back in October uh, to he and his wife, Ray, and uh, to the Backstreet Boys' perfect fan. Uh, but uh, she had a lot of other uh, musical groups that, uh, that she liked growing up, and so... Uh, he he told me to pick something from there. Thanks for being my parasocial grieving buddies, Tyler Roland from Grand Rapids. Oh, I'm sorry about your dad. So, that sucks. Hearts hearts uh, going out to both of you, Dad uh, Andrew's dad and Tyler's mom. Um, uh, this consider this song a tribute to both of them. I don't have a cover of that Backstreet Boys song that you guys dance to, uh, but um, I do have something I think that you'll both enjoy. This is a cover of the Eagles. This was done on Johnny Cash's American four. The man comes around Johnny Cash had this way. And we know this from that nine inch nails cover that he did of making any song that he covered his own. And he does that beautifully with this version right here of the Eagles desperado. Here is Johnny Cash. Desperado Why don't you come to your senses You've been out riding fences For so long now Oh, you're a hard one But I know that you've got your reasons These things that are pleasing you Can hurt you somehow Don't you draw the queen of diamonds, boy She'll beat you if she's able No, the queen of hearts is always your best bet Now it seems to me some fine things Have been laid upon your table But you only want the things that you can't get Desperado Oh, you ain't getting no younger Your pain and your hunger They're driving you home And freedom, oh freedom Well, that's just some people talking Your prison is walking Through this world all alone And don't your feet get cold in the wintertime 
The sky won't snow, the sun won't shine It's hard to tell the nighttime from the day You're losing all your highs and lows Ain't it funny how the feeling goes away Desperado Why don't you come to your senses Come down from your fences And open the gate It may be raining But there's a rainbow above you You better let somebody love you You better let somebody love you You better let somebody love you Before it's too This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. I'm going to chop you up and make a nutty fruitcake out of you. That's what I'm going to do. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.